from the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School. This is Career Talk on Business Radio. Here is your host, Dr. Don Graham. Welcome to Career Talk, your career insider. We are on Business Radio, and we are powered by the Wharton School, Sirius XM, Channel 111. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. I'm the career director for the Wharton MBA program for executives here in sunny Philadelphia. I am also a licensed psychologist and former corporate recruiter. We are here with the dream team, Dion and Michelle, and we are taking your calls right now, 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. We've got an awesome show for you today. It is all about finding financial freedom. But before we get to that, we also have some other exciting news. We at Career Talk are coming up on our 100th show. On October 19th, Thursday, at noon Eastern Time, we will be live with our 100th show. And it's going to be a fun episode looking back at all of our outtakes and you know all the times I've tripped up on air. Dion's best quiz answers, which of course could take up the whole segment. They're always right. Because they are. I mean, Somewhere. They're somewhere. Somewhere in some universe. They are always right. Um, and we're going to have some special guests calling in, but we would love for you, the listeners, to be part of the Hunter Show because you guys are what makes Career Talk so good. It's all about you. If you have a favorite show moment, a favorite guest, a best tip you've, you've taken from the show, we'd love to hear it. At Dr. Don Graham is Twitter, so you can tweet that. Of course, you can always call Michelle. She's manning the lines right now, 844-WHARTON. That's 844-942-7866. So if it's Thursday, noon Eastern time, 9 a.m. Pacific, we are live here on Career Talk. So do look forward to our 100th show, October 19th, where will be lots of laughter. And we hope you can be a part of it, not just by listening, but also by giving us a call or tweeting your favorite moments from Career Talk at Dr. Don Graham. So... Let's go ahead and get into the meat of today's show because I think you're going to like this one. Do you want to feel more empowered at work, have unlimited earning potential, or the freedom to create a schedule that allows you more quality time with your family? I know I sound a little like an infomercial now, but (laughs) we can do this for you in the next 27 days because you know what? There's a lot out there that may be non-conventional that you're not taking advantage of that would make life better. Today, we're talking about the steps to make that happen for you. It's all about the side hustles. So today, we welcome Chris Gillibo, Arthur, entrepreneur, and world traveler. And I'm very impressed that he has visited every country in the world, 193 out of 193. Dan, I was going to ask you how many countries there were in the world. Would you? Uh, yeah, I would have. No, I wouldn't be there. Like that, that's a pretty <laughs> tough one. So, a lifetime of self-employment has led to several bestsellers, including the hundred dollars, hundred dollars startup, hundred dollars, the happiness of pursuit, and his new book, Side Hustle: From Idea to Income in Twenty Seven Days, which was released just a few days ago on September nineteenth. The founder of Side Hustle School, a daily podcast with over two million downloads, we're excited to have Chris on the show today. Welcome to Career Talk, Chris. Hey, Don. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, so I have to I have to start this out with like I'm I don't know if you know the Myers Briggs, but I'm ex- an extreme J. So I'm a planner. You know, I mean, I'm the spontaneous right. lifestyle that you have stresses <laughs> me out so much. Okay, so much. Like um, when you emailed this morning. 
Yeah, you're like, I'm going to land in Boston 19 minutes before the show starts. So, you know, just letting you know, I was like, what? (laughs) Chris, that's stressing Uh, me out. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I get it. I'm actually not that spontaneous usually, though. Like, I'm on a 100-city tour, and, like, that's kind of, like, planned out. And then to go to every country in the world, that was, like, an 11-year quest. And it actually required, you know, a lot of logistics and, and, you know, spreadsheets and notes in my Evernote and Google Docs and planning and everything. So I think this is just a... you know, just right now I'm in a different city every day, so I'm trying to coordinate a bunch of stuff. But I'm super excited to be on the show, and congratulations on almost 100 episodes. Well, thank you. We're, we're really excited about that. Um, and let's talk about your book, Side Hustle, because this just came out a week ago. Um, mm-hmm. So congratulations to you. It's your third book, Chris? Uh, it's the fifth book. Fifth so book. Fifth book. We've lost a couple in there. Your fifth book. So, all right, 193 countries, <laughs> five books. And here's the thing that I love about your bio. You've you've never worked a day inside a company in your entire life. You've been self-employed your entire life. Yeah, I use the phrase unemployable, basically. So, <laughs> That's your brand. For better or worse. For um, un- or worse. Unemployable. So how does that happen, though? How, does, how, do, how do you get to the point where you're just like, you know what, I'm going to just work for myself? Because that would stress a lot of people out. Sure, sure. Uh, well, for me, it started at a, at a young age, which was fortunate. Um, I, I, I did have a job very briefly when I was about 19 working at FedEx and like this is when I was in college and I was working the night shift and I would do like four hours lifting boxes, you know, to get $8 an hour or something. I'd get off at two o'clock in the morning. So not the greatest job in the world. And you, you know, you do that kind of stuff when you're in college or whatever, but this was about 20 years ago and uh, I discovered this brand new website called ebay.com that had just come out. And, uh, I pretty quickly learned, well, I could actually like, you know, sell stuff from around my apartment. And I did that like one week and I had no idea how to write copy and I had terrible photos of the stuff I was selling, but I made like $16 an hour. And I was like, huh, that's like twice as much as what I'm doing for the job. <laughs> and if I actually maybe put some, some work into this and learn a little bit about this process, you know, then, then I can actually do something with it. And I'm not necessarily trying to build a huge business here. I'm just trying to, you know, basically make, make a way for myself and make a living. And so you know, to fast forward a bit, I did did a bunch of stuff like that, and I kind of just learned by observation. I learned how to import coffee from Jamaica, I then resold that, learned how to do website design, a um, bunch of little skills that allowed me to, I lived in West Africa for four years, I was an aid worker there, supported myself through side hustling, basically, and did various side hustles for, for 10 years until I began this career as an author, and that's what also allowed me to go to every country in the world, is, is having these little projects. Uh, so I'm excited now with the book to be able to kind of teach this process uh, other people because I've noticed that not everybody wants to be unemployable, not everyone wants to be an entrepreneur, et cetera. But um, just like you said in your nice introduction, like just about everybody wants more freedom or they want more empowerment uh, or they just need a different source of income because in this day and age, it's something that I think is necessary. Yeah. And if you're just tuning in, we have uh, Chris Gillibo who just released his fifth book called Side Hustle. And if you've got a question about how you can reach economic freedom and empowerment in the next 27 days you are on the right show we're taking your calls all hour at 844 wharton that's 844-942-7866 or maybe you have a side hustle that's been successful and you want to share it we'd love to hear that as well so chris let's talk about what is a side hustle like what how do you define side hustle yeah, so great to begin with that because I feel like this phrase is in the culture a lot now and people are talking about it, but they mean different things uh, by it. So when I'm talking about a side hustle, my process, uh, first of all, let's talk about what it's not. I'm not trying to tell people to go and get a part-time job. And, you know, like we're all busy. Everybody's working 40 hours or more and they have lots of other responsibilities. 
Um, I, I think like, you know, it's not, the goal is not to do that and then go work 20 hours, uh, you know, for somebody else. So therefore, if we also kind of translate and talk about the gig economy, which everybody's talking about, mm-hmm. I would say driving for Uber is not a great side hustle. Driving for Uber is basically a part-time job. Um, you know, you, you have flexibility of your schedule. That's the main benefit. That's great. Um, again, nothing wrong with part-time jobs. Like we've all done that in our life, but um, with that kind of thing, you're not really creating an asset for yourself. And so that's exactly what I'm trying to teach people through the 27-day process. Actually create something that you can point to and say, you know, first of all, I made that. I'm proud of that. Like, and also, it has the potential to earn money for me. So I can get a PayPal notification, maybe even while I'm at my job, you know, telling me that I made money doing something else. Or maybe when I wake up in the morning, somebody bought, bought something overnight. Um, and so, like, over time, it has this potential to actually, like, you know, earn real money for you. And so that's what I'm trying to focus on. So you're talking about what is not. So it's not necessarily a part-time job. It's not mm-hmm. It's not Uber. Um, but yeah. you're, you're kind of hinting at that, you know, it's a way to create maybe passive income, it's, you know, while yeah. you're sleeping. So you, you create a service or a product or, mm-hmm. or something that – that is, but you're not calling it entrepreneur. So it falls in this this kind of weird sure. middle space that I think people yeah. are still kind of like, I still don't get what the side hustle is. Right, right. Okay, fair enough. So I think, you know, the reason I don't use the entrepreneur word is, for, you know, not everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. And they have this perception. I mean, I think a lot of people, rightly so, have the perception that entrepreneurship is all about risk. And it's about, well, I'm going to take this huge risk. And maybe there's a reward attached to it somewhere, but I could also lose a lot with it. Uh, it's going to take a lot of capital to start my project. And and then first of all, first and foremost, like not everybody wants to quit their job. Like lots of people like their job. They enjoy being part of a good company or an organization whose, whose mission they believe in. They like the social environment. You know, they, they enjoy their colleagues, all that kind of stuff. So this is a way to not necessarily be an entrepreneur, but within the course of a month, start an income generating project using the skills you already have without spending a lot of money. Um, and as I said, doing it quickly so that you can see what happens. And if it doesn't work, work well, then no problem. You go back and choose something else. And if it does, then you, you kind of work on improving it. So I think that's the, that's the key difference. And there's some other stuff too we could talk about in terms of how do you validate your idea. Very different in the side hustle world than in the entrepreneurial world and, and so on. Hey, if you're just tuning in, 44 million Americans report earning revenue from a secondary income, a.k.a. a side hustle. And today we are here with Chris Gillibo, who has just released his fifth book, Side Hustle, from idea to income in 27 days. And we're taking your calls all hour at 844-WARTON. That's 844-942-7866. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. And we are going to go to Mindy in New York. Mindy, welcome to Career Talk. Oh, hi, Dr. Graham. I just uh, told your producer I love your show. Um, I listen as often as I can. Um, I'm in sales, and um, I'm really interested in what you're talking about because I really started out when my kids were young um, just sort of, you know, picking up a couple of um, lines uh, as a manufacturer's rep, just kind of, you know, hey, maybe I can sell something. Uh, let's see what happens. And I now have built that into a business with 21 reps across the country. Wow! Wow! And I Go still, Mindy. Yeah, it's more than it's more than part time now. And I still, um, you know, have an Amazon account and throw things on eBay, and you know, so do have my own side hustles in addition. Um, so Mindy, you have so like I a have. portfolio of side hustles. Mm-hmm. I do. I do. So, so Chris, t- talk to us about that. Is that is that kind of one of the ways people can go? Like, because Mindy, sound, you sound like you have a lot of different skill sets and interests. So, you've kind of created a bunch of different avenues to to kind of come together in multiple side hustles. Chris, is 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 that um, is that something you address in your book? 
Yes. Uh, well, congratulations, Minnie. I mean, that's fantastic. Um, that's, that's a great story. I think for a lot of people, um, you know, these kind of things can be like a gateway to a bunch of other things. Like you start with one and then you're like, oh, I really like this process. So therefore, I'm also going to have my Amazon account and, you know, throw things up on Etsy or eBay or whatever. So I think what's important, like what I've seen is um, it's, it's important to understand like what your goal is for your side hustle. And that's why like the 27 day plan, you know, day one, step one is basically select a goal because for some people, they just want to make extra cash and that's totally fine. They want to pay off some debt. They want to save for a vacation, some other experience. Uh, some people are trying to create like a significant second income that is recurring. That's actually in the, you know, multiple thousands of dollars a month. Some people are trying to replace their full-time, you know, job income. So you can go in lots of different directions. That's what I love about this is it's, it's flexible. It's adaptable. It's, it's meant to kind of, you know, meet you at this intersection of what you're trying to do like what your goals are and also like the skills that you have, the life experience that you have. Um, it's very much drawing on what you already know as opposed to like showing you a whole bunch of new skills. So Mindy, one of the things that um, that you've got a lot of energy and it sounds like you're, you've got a lot of confidence. Um, one of the things that I think people struggle with when, when just hearing what you're saying about I've got an Amazon account and I sell things on eBay and, you know, and this technology stuff and getting started, like even like when, when we throw out ideas like you should build your own website, this can be really intimidating if you've never done it before. So so what was your, how did you get over that? How, how did you get beyond that kind of intimidation factor and just go for it and say, hey, you know, this this may work out, it may not, but I'm going to go for it? Uh, well, interesting. Uh, how did I get beyond it? Well, I wasn't always, I guess, this confident. What happened was, you know, I started out, um, you know, small. I just uh, went to a trade show. I, I have a retail background. And I walked around, I had some business cards made, and I started talking to, you know, like vendors or manufacturers that I thought were interesting and asked them, hey, how come I don't see you in stores near me? You know, how come I don't see your products? And that sort of piqued their interest. They were like, well, what do you mean? I said, well, I, I'm a shopper and I don't see any of your products in my re area. So I just kind of started with just my own curiosity talking to people and you get a lot of information if you ask for feedback, you know, like, hey, uh, you know, I'm just curious, how would I go about this? And I, I found that people are pretty open to uh, sharing, you know, with you, like, their successes, and, and sometimes they upchuck a lot of info. And up then chuck. I just sort of got, <laughs> I, I, I sort of got my feet wet, you know, and I, I, I remember my first commission check literally was $19. But I can't, you know, psychologically, um, I can't tell you, I just felt mm -hmm. really good about looking at that check. And I don't know why. And I knew it was silly, but it just felt really good and satisfying. And I think that, you know, that was sort of, for me, the impetus to keep going. And, and there's been many hiccups, many hiccups on, uh, along the way. Um, but, you know, a lot of it, I've been really fortunate to just have um, some good resources and manufacturers who believed in me and said, hey, you're doing a good job for us. Can we expand with you? And, you know, really my manufacturers pushed me to expand. So, um, so 
I love that you kind of shared that, Mindy, like kind of the start, because you, you and I think this is what, what a lot of us do when we look at kind of where you've come and you've got this whole group of people under you now. And we, we look at you and say, oh, gosh, I could never do that. But that's what I think we need to to impress upon people is that that's never where you start. You started with a trade show where you were curious, you asked some questions and ended up getting a $19 check. Now you have a huge business with several employees under you, but that's not where it starts. And so I think for those of you who are thinking, I would love to do this side hustle idea, but I don't I don't have the skills or I don't have, uh, you know, I don't know how to do it. I think, Mindy, your story is very relatable because you, you have to realize you didn't you didn't have any of this either. You started with asking questions and building upon that, putting the information together and great things happen when you start small like that and, and just keep moving forward. Mindy, thank you so much for calling Career Talk and definitely give us a call on our 100th show on the 19th. We um we would love to hear from you on that day, and we really appreciate you listening. But, but Chris, this is—I think this is a really key point about you know people mm-hmm. who are thinking I want to do a side hustle, but I don't even know where to start. Like, I don't even have an idea. Like, what? Sure. So, how do you even get to the idea formation? Yeah, um, well, I love her story. I mean, I think that's just so so perfect, and she very well illustrated the, the the first step essentially like i've got this so it's 27 days broken into five weeks and i've noticed that people struggle with with one of two problems when they're trying to do this for the first time and the first problem is is just what you touched on like i don't have an idea like i have these skills that i use for my job i, I have you know what i learned in my degree if i went to college or wherever i you know whatever education i did but i don't know how to apply that in a different way and so one of the first things you can do is, is begin to develop this skill of curiosity that same word that Mindy used, like develop the skill of curiosity, develop the power of observation, notice, you know, frustrations and problems in your daily life. Um, and then, you know, eventually and we'll talk about this at a certain point, like, you know, you take that and you channel that into some kind of product or service, which is what she did. And I also love what she said about the, the $19 thing. Like I hear that over and over, like I'm doing this hundred city tour and at each, each stop along the way, I'm asking people like, do you remember the first time you got paid, you know, from something outside your employer, like something that wasn't a paycheck, those of you who have a side hustle, which is usually about half of the audience, like, do you remember the first time? And people always say, like, something very similar, like, I got this, I got, you know, $100 or $20 or whatever, and it just felt so great. It was different. Like, it had this different kind of thing about it. And so, and often that leads them then to go on to, to do something so much better. But I think it does all start with, like, how can I, how can I develop this skill of, of looking at my life, my skills, my life experience, uh, if you're not sure what that could be, maybe also maybe ask other people or pay attention to the questions that other people ask you. Like it kind of shows that you're an authority in this topic and you might be able to use that in some way. Um, and then, of course, we can go from there. But that skill is very valuable and can take you like far in life no matter what you do next. And I bet there are people out there who have a side hustle and they never even really looked at it that way. They just started doing mm-hmm. something and all of a sudden it grew and it grew and they're like, wow, right. they're listening to this show and they're like, wow, I have mm-hmm. a side hustle. I, I, right, <laughs> that right. wasn't even like what I set out to do. Hey, if you're, you're just tuning in. You're, you're listening to Career Talk. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. We're here with Chris Gillibo of Side Hustle from Idea to Income in 27 Days. So if you have a question about how you can create a side hustle that brings you economic freedom, more money while you sleep, you're listening to the right show. And we're taking your calls at 844-WHARTON. That's 844-942-7866. So let's talk about the idea phase. I, I, as I was reading your book, I, you know, there's a chapter that caught my eye. It was called Tinder for Side Hustles. And I was uh-huh. like, whoa, this is not what I thought this book was about <laughs> so, yes. so so explain to us what that means because i think it doesn't mean what i initially thought it meant <laughs> <laughs> yeah well it's essentially about helping people find the right match um the right match for their side hustle like like you, there's lots of things you could do and this is one thing like 
you, there's lots of things you could do. Once you, once you understand that power of observation, it's actually not hard to go out into the world and see like, oh, I could do this, I could do that. You know, What is best for me? And so I've created this tool called the Side Hustle Selector, uh, which essentially allows people in a very short period of time, like you can do this in less than 10 minutes, uh, to take all of your ideas and rank them according to certain criteria like feasibility, profitability, like your own motivations, how excited you are about it, uh, and then determine basically like which idea is best for you for right now. And just a quick point on that. I've noticed in all these conversations with people recently, um, another challenge people have is they, they put a lot of pressure on themselves in making this decision. And a lot of what I'm hoping to do with the book is, is kind of remove that, that pressure because this is not like choosing your life partner. Okay, this is like this is not like even choosing what to major in in college or like where to get your first job or, or you know, where to travel around the world to. This is about making a decision for a short period of time. I'm going to try this project. And if that you know, proves to be viable and exciting for me, then I'm going to continue it. And if not, I'm going to choose something different. So basically, I'm trying to fast track that that process of indecision that people tend to go through. Um, so that they can actually get off get off the ground and running because I don't want people to be frustrated and just like you know reading the book or listening to this conversation and hearing like good stories about people and saying oh, that's great but that's not me like I want people to to see themselves in this I want them to be able to do something with it and so everything I do hopefully at least um, my goal is for it to be very action oriented yeah and I like the way you, you talk about that in the book because I mean and even Mindy's stories aligned aligns with this is yeah, like you kind of start small you you dip your toe in the water and you try something and yeah you don't know how to do it and maybe you you trip up and and you fail and maybe even lose some money along the way. But then you you kind of it evolves. Like I think most people who have a side hustle that's successful, even an entrepreneur, you know, who have their own business like that, that wasn't their original idea. Like if you look back, like even at things like LinkedIn, like LinkedIn, what it is today did not start out being anything like what it looks like today. And I think people forget that. And one of the things people can do is go back and read how some of the most successful businesses um, or products that they use started. And they'll find that, wow, that wasn't even where they were going with this, but we focus so much on the end product and we say, I can't do that. Like one of the stories in your book that I really like is um, about the the two gentlemen who were going to, they wanted to start their own, their, they wanted to create their own gin. And then they realized mm-hmm. that it was pretty hard right. to do because there's a lot of policies and regulations right, and they're like, right, wow, right. this is expensive. But then they, they took that obstacle and they're like, well, what could we do? And they created mm-hmm. this gin kit that, that ended up selling. And it was not their original idea, but it turned out to be such a great idea. Yeah. I mean, this homemade gin kit, like they originally, it was just these guys who like ran to craft cocktails. And the first idea was like, we're going to start our own distillery. And then they started realizing like, actually, it's going to cost a lot of money and like, you know, legalities, et cetera. But the homemade gin kit that they created, which, you know, was far you know, less expensive to start up and no risk, and you're not actually selling the alcohol, so you don't have to deal with the legalities. It's actually gone on to, to sell, I think, something like 50,000 units and be like a, a seven-figure side hustle. And you know what's interesting is in that, in that story and a bunch of others I feature, not everybody quits their job. Like, you know, from what I understand, that guy actually works in, like, cancer research, and he's, you know, he's really – passionate about what he does. He believes he's making it, you know, a difference in the world. And so the side hustle is like bringing in this, this very significant, you know, second income for him and the, the other guy who started it together with him. But he, he's able to do both things, you know, and I, th- I think that's wonderful. I, lo- I love just giving people options and choice and freedom and seeing you know, what, what they choose to do with it. You know, is it best for them to invest full time in this or is it best for them to kind of divide or 
you know, whatever, whatever the, the most appropriate decision is for them, like that to me is the goal. Mm-hmm. And I like that, that the idea of a side hustle doesn't put that pressure on you. Like when, when do I know I'm making enough money to quit my right. day job? Because the fact is maybe you never will or maybe you don't want to quit your day job like you were saying. So it, it, it takes away that idea of when you say I'm going to be an entrepreneur and you have to have that pressure mm-hmm. of will I have enough income? But in this case, you know what? Maybe maybe it's just a $1,000 a month that you put in your pocket that you use for your vacation or whatever mm-hmm. it is you do. I love your philosophy that you don't have to live your life the way other people expect. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I keep going back to that because I think about like, yeah, we we are creatures of habit. We look at what other people are doing. Hey, I go to college, I get a job, yeah. I, you know, whatever, get married, start a family, buy a house. I mean, all these things that, that you know, are not bad things, but they're not for everybody. And, right. you know, the worst thing you can do is wake up, you know, 20 years later and realize like, wow, yep. I followed this pattern and it's not for me. Mm-hmm. So I love Absolutely. that. Yeah, thank you. I mean, I feel like asking yourself, like, if I don't try this, will I regret it? Is always a great thing to think about in life in general. But in terms of like starting your side hustle, like if you've had an idea or you've, you've, you've heard these stories and like, man, it would be great to have an extra thousand dollars a month, even if it doesn't, you know, turn into like a huge thing. I could do so much with that. Like, I would, I would encourage people to, to say, okay, like, you know, you could go down this path, and, and yes, it might not work, right? There's no guarantee of success. But what if, you know, years later, you're like, I had that idea for so long, and I never did anything about it. I, I think, you know, that's not a great feeling, whereas the, the cost of actually trying, the cost of just moving forward and seeing what happens, which, by the way, I love your LinkedIn example, and I think with, um, with a lot of those stories, um, if you go back and look at the original iterations of them or the first blog post someone makes or whatever, it's usually not that great. Mm-hmm. Usually they've actually like they've started before they feel completely ready, which is another like important principle. It's like it's not ever going to be perfect, uh, but they're willing to kind of put it out there and see how people respond. And then like, what do we do next? Where do we go from here? Um, and the people who are unsuccessful are the ones who just kind of keep waiting and keep, you know, I just not so it's not ready yet, so I'm just going to keep holding on, and then they never let go, and then they never actually see these kind of successes that we hear from so many other people. Yes, and one phrase I always say is, "Don't compare, you know, your start to somebody else's peak," mm. which is what yeah, we great. do. That's good. I, I mean, yeah. we do this all the time. I mean, I do this all the time, but that's of mm-hmm. course because what we see—that's what we see out in the public, yep. and you know, on yep. Facebook and social media, everybody kind of puts mm-hmm. their best foot forward, and you think, "Well, geez, my life's a right. mess compared to that." But guess what, everybody? Right. You know what? No one has their stuff together. I'm just going to. Say right. it right now. <laughs> Even the people who look like they have their stuff together, they don't. I'm going to write a book on that someday, Chris. Like Good. no one like has it. their stuff together. That would be a, like a bestseller. <laughs> so, hey, if you're just tuning in, we are talking with Chris Gillibo of Side Hustle from Idea to Income in 27 Days. It's his fifth book. Just came out last week, so be sure to pick it up on your bookshelf. Um, Hey, we're taking your calls all hour. If it's Thursday, we're live. We're live. Eight four four Wharton. Eight four four. 942-7866. Michelle is here and waiting for your phone calls. We'd love to hear about your side hustle. We'd love to hear if you have an idea. Maybe you don't know if it's viable. Chris can help you figure that out. Or maybe you just have no idea. You're like, this sounds awesome. I'd like $1,000 a month in my pocket. How do I do this? What do I do? How do I get started? Am I the right person to do this? Hey, we got all those answers for you on Career Talk. But right now, we're going to go to our pre-break quiz. Quiz. There's a quiz. So new data from UK Active, which is an organization that urges people to become more active more often, found that British citizens spend more time doing this 
which they do for approximately three hours a week, than they do exercising. So British citizens spend more time doing this, which they do for approximately three hours a week, than they do exercising. Hey, if you think you know 844 Wharton, 844-942-7866. You're listening to Career Talk on Sirius XM Channel 111, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Career Talk on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. Here again is Dr. Don Brand. And DJ Dion bringing us back in on the half point with doing the hustle. Hey, you're listening to Career Talk on Sirius XM Channel 111. We are powered by the Wharton School. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. Hey, for more great advice, you can follow my weekly blog, dawnoncareers.com, or Twitter at Dr. Don Graham. But we have a fantastic guest who just published his fifth book, Side Hustle from Idea to Income in 27 Days. Chris Gillibo has been to... 193 out of 193 countries. That's really impressive, Chris. So tell uh, us, tell us what 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 was your uh, what was your your most surprising? My most surprising. Oh gosh, um, well, it was an 11 year project, so there are a lot of surprises. Um, let me see. I'll go with a positive surprise and a negative surprise, and I'm going to reverse that since I like to end with the positive. So negative surprise, really quick. I got deported from Eritrea, so that was not exciting. Wait, what country? Um, the, uh, Eritrea. So it's a small country in uh, northeast Africa that borders Ethiopia and uh, Somalia and Djibouti. So that was not great. Um, but um, just a few countries away, um, off the tip of southern Africa in Madagascar, I actually ran out of money toward the end of my, my trip, and uh, or in a, in a particular trip, and I needed like $30 to like pay the visa fee to be able to leave the country. And I was really stressed because, like, there was only one ATM on the, on the island that I couldn't access. It didn't take my credit card, et cetera, et cetera. Some guy who I never met before, like a total stranger, basically offered to help me and pay the $30, which is no small amount of money really anywhere, but especially there. Um, only with the, you know, it was just with the promise that I would find him sometime, like, later email him and pay him back. And so I was like, this is, like, a great example of humanity. You know, I don't know that I would do that for somebody you know, like in America. You will but, now. You will now. I will now. Hey, exactly, pay it forward. Exactly. It's so funny exactly. you say that because that something similar happened to me um, in in East Africa where they wouldn't take my money. I had nowhere to stay, and a, a British family traveling through, you know, helped me out, and I was like in tears because I'm like, oh my mm. god, you totally just saved me. But hey, mm. P- PSA for today, karma, karma, people. You know, pay it forward. It'll come back to you. So, hey, we're going to, we've got, the phone lines are ringing off the hook, Chris. So we're awesome. going to dive back into this because people have Great. a lot of questions for you. But first, we're going to answer our pre-break quiz. All right. New data from UK Active, an organization that urges people to be more active more often, found that British citizens spend more time doing this, which they do for approx- approximately three hours a week, than they do exercising. If you think you know, give us a call. Tony in Washington, what do you think it is? I think it's watching soccer or football. Watching soccer or football. That is a great answer. Um, and I know a lot of people honed in on the British thing because um, <laughs> it was it was this idea. It's like British, British. Like, and really it had nothing to do with British. It just happened to be where the study was done. And this similar results have been found in the U.S. But it is not watching soccer. I would, I'd be willing to say, Tony, they probably do that. They probably do that even more so over there. But we really appreciate you calling. Uh, do you are you a soccer fan, Tony? 
Not at all. Oh, <laughs> well, then that answer does not apply. Are you a football fan? Uh, American football. Okay, okay. Yeah. So do you spend approximately three hours a week watching American football? Not at all. Okay, so all right, this this does but not like apply it. to you anywhere. All right, awesome. No, <laughs> I prefer classical music to sports. All right, fair enough, okay. fair enough. Hey, thanks for giving us a call on Career Talk. Jennifer in New Hampshire, what is your answer? I think it's going to the bathroom. Okay, I have to ask you, Jennifer. Now, now where did you come up with that? Well, I have to have uh, full honesty here. I actually heard this question just the other day. Ah, who's stealing my questions, Jennifer? <laughs> One of my local radio stations. Ah, all right, New Hampshire, I'm coming to get you. All right, well, in fairness to New Hampshire, um, this did just come out on the news. People wonder where I get my pre-break quizzes. Literally, I just read read the online news. You are absolutely right, Jennifer. It is it is going to the bathroom. The average British adult sits on the loo for more than three hours every week, according to a survey of more than 2,000 adult men and women in the UK. That's double the amount of time they spend sweating. So which we obviously know is really good for your health. The, the the standards in both the UK and the US are the same. 150 minutes of moderate aerobic activity a week mixed with strength training is the way to stay healthy. So apparently we're spending more time in the bathroom than we are being active. But I, I love this part of the study, Jennifer. I don't know if you've read it, but um, <laughs> they started off with this is some crappy news. Which is what is is why that they're in the media. But then they ended with this part, which got me hysterical. The researcher, while researchers suspect similar results would be evident in the U.S., they admit that the survey relies on self-reporting, and they didn't personally observe these habits. You know, <laughs> so. Yeah, thank goodness. That's all we have to say about that. Jennifer from New Hampshire, well done. Um, thank you for giving us a call on Career Talk. Hey, get out there and be more active. You're tuning in just now. We're here with Chris Gillibo of Side Hustle, and we're going to go to John in California. Thank you for being patient, John. What can we help you with today on Career Talk? No problem. Thanks for taking my call. I'm a freelancer in Los Angeles, and I work uh, long hours every week and wondering what options are available to me for a side hustle. Uh, given my limited time that I have available to dedicate to one. So this is a great question. What do you do, John? Uh, editor. So I'm in, you know, I'm in the closet all day. You're in the closet all day. Is that what you said? Yeah. Editing footage and... Uh, oh, I was going to say... <laughs> okay. Um, so, Chris, and you address this in your book, I mean, because you talk about a couple of different types of side hustles and, and you know, I yep. mean, for, for John, I'm thinking the one where you're earning money while you're sleeping or in the closet is the one he needs to go with. Yeah, well, he's already in the closet, so he might as well earn some money while you're <laughs> yeah. there. Why not? Uh, yeah. No, John, that's great. I'm glad, that you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up because I feel like a lot of people are in that situation of having very limited time. Like they, they like this concept. They want to invest in themselves. But, you know, they're super busy with their jobs, their families, everything else. So what I'm trying to do, so the whole plan is like, you know, 27 days. You spend about 20 to 30 minutes a day on this project. And it's really key to choose the right kind of project in the first place, which is like what the first you know, third of the book is about, essentially. Um, let me tell you a story of somebody who's kind of in a similar situation and did this. Um, so this is a young guy named Tanner Calais. And uh, he and his wife like finally went on this like overdue honeymoon because uh, they didn't have time to take off work. And like a year after they got married, they finally were able to go on a cruise that uh, his in-laws gave them as a gift certificate. 
So Kenner is a copywriter for his day job. Made me think of that when you said you're an editor. I think you might be doing different kind of editing, but still. Kenner's a copywriter, so he goes on the cruise, comes back, and he thinks, I actually had a good time on that cruise, but if I had some information before I left, I might have had a better, better time. Like I was wondering, can I watch Netflix you know, on a cruise? How does internet access work? What are some tips, hacks, you know, how can I get around the system, save money, have a better experience, and so on. So he uses his skill as a copywriter, and he creates a little little blog, like a really simple WordPress blog, and anybody out there can, can do that. It's not that hard. The design wasn't that great. You know, the whole point of the blog was to answer questions. Uh, so he would basically have a post that said, can I watch Netflix on a cruise? And he would write the answer, like, how does Internet access work? He'd write the answer and so on. He connected that blog to Google's advertising program, which, you know, it, which anyone can join. And it basically pays a commission when people come to that blog and then click a link and go to an advertiser. So he does all that. He gets it up and running. Within a couple of months, it's doing like two to $3,000 a month. And within about nine months, it's actually up to $4,000 a month. He's now been doing it for a year. I haven't heard an update in the past three months. But three months ago, I heard it was doing $4,000 a month. And all he does basically every day is like he goes and answers like a couple of more questions. So every day he's like adding to this archive. He's essentially building this asset for himself that is earning money when he sleeps. And, you know, eventually he might quit his day job. But for now, he's just trying to kind of build some savings and see what happens with that. So these are the kinds of projects that I'm trying to encourage people to develop. Again, not a part-time job, not just participating in the gig economy, but something that actually has that potential to, to build real security for themselves. And uh, Chris, I, I can imagine somebody like John, who's who's an editor and, and does this as a you know regular job. I mean, just along those lines of creating this this income while you sleep. I mean, he could maybe even create um, a document or a brief set of YouTube videos or anything like that on, yeah. on kind of key yeah. tips to editing or, I mean, and those things you can do literally at home. I mean, the, the one thing I would say, if you're going to do a YouTube video out there, please get a microphone. That's the one thing that will make or break you. <laughs> yeah. you, can, you don't need a great background. Your cat right, can be right. walking across the screen. No one cares about that. But if you don't have right. a good microphone, invest the $100 and get that because that's a great place. So John, I would say take your skills, put it out there. I mean, even if you just charge or, you know, even an app, you know, somebody create an app for you that you know, two dollars to learn editing skills. I mean, you, these things like start out small, and like our, our earlier mm-hmm. guest, Mindy, nineteen bucks can turn into a company of twenty-one people really quickly. John, thank you so much yeah. for giving us a call on Career Talk. Hey, we're taking your calls all hour. Eight four four Wharton. Eight four four nine four two seven eight six six. Thomas in South Carolina. What's on your mind today, Thomas? Yeah, thank you for taking my call. Um. So I work for a tech company doing sales, and I've been toying with the idea for quite a long time, and your last kind of story uh, kind of relates to this. And um, I want to do a blog or something to give advice, but my question is, is in the automotive industry, which would be answering questions for people for car repair, car replacement, all that sort of thing, but it's a heavily saturated market. So I'm curious how you might recommend standing out in a market that's completely inundated with other forums and blogs and things like that. Well, that's a really good question, Thomas. I want to know that too, Chris, because I want to be making money while I was asleep. Uh, Awesome. Yeah, great question. I didn't actually hear the specific topic or area, but... Automotive. um, Automotive. Okay, great. So actually, so first first things first, general principle, just because somebody else is, is doing something doesn't mean that you shouldn't be in that market as well. In fact, it's often a good sign. Uh, you don't necessarily want to, to create something that's never been done before in the world because then people don't know that they want it. Uh, if people are being successful you know, in something, then, then as I said, it, it can be a positive sign. Now, you do want to stand out, as you said. I totally get that. 
let's go back to the, that last example I was telling you about the guy who started the cruise site. Well, there's a ton of information about, about cruising out there. So it's not like, you know, information didn't exist. What he noticed was, you know, there were kind of two forms of information out there. There was like the, the cruise line information, which is essentially propaganda. You know, it's like their, their answers to the questions, you know, according to how they want to present it. And then you had forums, just, just like uh, just like you mentioned in that question. There are a ton of cruise, cruise, cruise forums, and there's like tens of thousands of threads and posts and people arguing about, you know, all kinds of different stuff. So what he was trying to create is something that was kind of in the middle, something that's like not propaganda, like I'm an unbiased source, I'm just kind of telling it like I see it, et cetera. Um, and you don't have to wade through a ton of, ton of different stuff to get to it. So I feel like there's always room, or at least there's often room, let's say. There's often room for some kind of differentiation. And So, so Chris, what was, made I, his blog make money, though? Because that's a really good point. There's a ton yeah. of stuff out there on cruises, and I'm sure there's right. a lot of stuff out there on automotive and right. career blogs. <clears throat> yeah, okay, great. So he, so he actually spent some time doing a couple things, and one of them was the copywriting, writing those writing those posts. Um, the other one was he, he spent some time on SEO or search engine optimization. Uh, so essentially, he's trying to compete to get his site to rank better in Google. And one, th- one tip for that is like he wasn't trying to get ranked, you know, for, for cruises or for cruise questions or something. That's extremely competitive, you know, really hard to do. Lots of companies spending lots of money on it. But that's why he chose this kind of long tail approach and went with the question and answer thing. And so he would actually do some research to see, like, what questions are people searching for about cruises? That's why, like, he noticed, like, can I watch Netflix on a cruise? Nobody had actually you know, answered that definitively. So he wrote a great answer for that, you know, learned a bit about SEO so that he would get ranked high. So for the automotive thing or for anything else, like what's the long tail? Like not, not just like automotive, but let's go deeper. Like what is your specific expertise and, and what do you have to offer that, that people are searching for? And, and there's some, some tools online where you can go and look and see like what actually our people are searching for. And then maybe you can match your project to that. So uh, Chris, I'm going to, I'm going to push this one too. I mean, it just because there is so much information out there. I mean, I mean, 10 years ago, this, this I think was much more um, viable because there wasn't the saturation that was out there. And there's so much offered online for free Mm -hmm. that, I mean, and I'll be honest, as a consumer, depending on what it is, but certainly if it was automotive, I'd be be looking for the free advice or I'd actually probably just take Mm -hmm. my car in, forget that. I I wouldn't be looking for any online advice. But like for people who are, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to be attracted to the free stuff for the sheer Uh fact that it's out there, you know? Right. Right. Fair. Um, but I would say, like with that cruise example, the, the information is free. Like people aren't paying anything for it at all. Like he's getting paid through this kind of third party service, essentially. And you talked about YouTube as well. There's another great example for this. So like, say you're not a writer, but you want to follow this same kind of path. So you're, so you're much better at speaking or teaching or whatever. Uh, one of my favorite stories from the Side Hustle School podcast is a woman who's creating these YouTube tutorials uh, for people studying for the citizenship test. So, you know, if you become a U.S. citizen, you have to take this test, which is actually, like, harder than most you know, citizens can pass. You have to learn all this stuff. So she's created these YouTube tutorials where people can watch and, like, you know, learn about all the precedents and learn the Constitution and everything. So it's free to watch. Like, people, the people who benefit from this do not pay for it whatsoever. But she gets paid because of how Google and YouTube work in terms of their advertisers. So the more people who watch it, and there's, like, hundreds of thousands of, of views on these videos now, she's actually making a good income even though the people aren't paying for it. So even though a lot of information is free, there's still money to be made. So, so advertisers, so looking at, at like kind of a niche information. So, Thomas, maybe there's like a part of the automotive world that's not being addressed. Or maybe it's, it's a particular car or um, engine 
I don't know anything about cars. There's something particular tires that people like are that you know nobody's writing about or nobody's writing about with with gusto or maybe you you do like something that that has humor to it or entertainment or maybe um and I feel like this is true. I think anybody who's kind of getting into the blogging world, Chris has to put a lot of stuff out there for free so that mm-hmm. people start to build trust and a following and then and then you can kind of transition over to maybe some paid content and stuff like that. So I think there are a lot of ways to do it. Thomas, I hope some of these ideas have helped you. Thank you so much for giving us a call here on Career Talk. Hey, we're taking your calls all hour 844-844-942-7866. Hey, you can tweet us on Twitter at Dr. Don Graham. We're here with Chris Gillibo, who has written Side Hustle. Cameron in Ohio, welcome to the show. How can we help you today? Hi, guys. Thank you so much for taking my call. I'm a huge fan of the show. Thank you, Cameron. Thanks. Um, So I just wanted to get your guys' feedback on an idea that I had. Um, It's definitely at the beginning stages, Um, kind of just brainstorming right now. But um, I recently graduated in May, and I started my full-time job. Um, It's a 9-to-5 sales job um, with DHL Supply Chain in Automotive, coincidentally, uh, from the last call. But um, it's a sales role, and um, after work, you know, I'm always looking to, to find side jobs and even on the weekends maybe do some painting. And uh, it takes some time to find those side jobs. And one thing that I've just been thinking of is, you know, an easy-to-access service that users can share with each other where somebody can put some kind of quick job up, post a job like, you know, let's say cutting grass or weeding or, you know, um, later down the road, maybe something that may require a little bit more work from a liability standpoint, like cleaning someone's house or doing someone's dishes, little side jobs like that, or even getting someone's groceries. You know, it's hard to find time sometimes during the week to do that. Just tasks that people like myself and millennials would be willing to do to earn a few bucks after work, but not mm-hmm. necessarily have that side job where, you know, they're working at CVS from right. 5 to 11 or something like that. What are your thoughts on something like this? So, all right. So, Cameron, so um, one of the things that Chris was talking about earlier, and I think this is this is key to finding out if this is a good side hustle, is to figure out what's already going on in the market and what exists and where the gap is. So as you're talking, like in my head, I'm thinking about things like TaskRabbit and, and there's like, you know, um, there's a couple of sites out there that do things that I think are similar to this. That being said, that doesn't mean that there isn't a niche in that market that's not being covered. So, for example, as you're talking about, like, maybe it's a Tuesday night and you, your plan just got canceled and somebody needs them, their, their grass mode now. And, like, and like uh-huh. it's, a, it's an on, like, on-demand thing and maybe that's not something TaskRabbit offers. I don't know. Um, but I do think, one, finding out what's going on in the market and what already exists and then – as Chris was saying, kind of surveying or being curious with those customers and saying, what do you wish this had that it doesn't have? Chris, what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I agree with you, Don, and thanks, Cameron, for, for calling in. I think, um, you know, about the specific idea, you know, it's hard to say. I think it's good to look and see what else is out there about the market. It, it may be a challenge, like Don was saying. However, I think you're, you're kind of thinking in the right direction, and, and that, that thought process you just aligned is very similar to what I'm talking about in terms of helping people go from a starter idea to what I call a next level idea. And so a starter idea is essentially, you know, trading time for money in one way or another, um, which is, is not terrible. I mean, that's like, you know, a good entry point to this world. But the next level idea is like, okay, how can I actually you know, go beyond that? So, um, you know, we talked at the top of the show, I mentioned something about, I don't, I don't think driving for Uber is a great side hustle. I think it's a part-time job, essentially. Well, there's a guy I know named Terry Campbell, and he wasn't an Uber driver. And, you know, he kind of went looking online to get some 
ideas about like how can I, I don't know, just be a better driver, make more money, like have a higher rating. You know, is there a forum where drivers, you know, can kind of congregate? And he didn't find that, and so he started one. He started a community called the Rideshare Guy, and he does coaching and consultation for new drivers. Now, there's like thousands of people becoming drivers like all the time. Uber, Lyft, other rideshare services, and this is a huge industry. So he went from doing something that was a kind of a starter idea for a side hustle and what people, a lot of people think of as a side hustle into something where he's actually like building an asset for himself and he has control over it. And like Uber can't take it away because he's commenting on the whole industry. So right. I think that's already kind of where you're going, Cameron, with your thought process of like, I went from paint, I'm doing painting, which is fine. I and mean, that's good. Like we got to do stuff like that. But what, what am I actually going to create for myself that will, uh, it will help me kind of go beyond that and, and do better long term. So, Chris, you talk about a process in your book about like kind of getting all these ideas out. So let's let's help Cameron on air, like kind of evolve this idea. So mm-hmm. so so Cameron, what do you see as the core problem or core gap that's missing? I would like to have access to things immediately. So I would like the immediacy. To okay. Five jobs immediately that I can see go do for you know, let's just say like a couple hours on a Tuesday night after work and then be done. And I just made myself, let's say 20 bucks. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm imagining like me at home trying to hang a picture on the wall and totally like destroying the wall and being like, crap, I need to call Cameron right now. You need to come over right now and like fix my drywall. Is that what you're envisioning? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And see, I, I don't know if the immediacy thing is there because I mean certainly yeah you can go on Yelp and you can go on these other places and find people but a lot of times it's like we can come out next Thursday and you're like no 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 I have a big mm-hmm. hole in my wall and I have company coming I need I need Cameron now right exactly <laughs> and as a young person like me like I don't have any real commitments after work sure. I, can, I have that flexibility where I can hell I'll, I'll go to Lowe's I'll go get a speckling yeah. kit I'll come and I'll speckle your wall and make 10 bucks mm-hmm. for you while you can't leave your kids because you're cooking dinner and you're watching them and, you know, things yeah. like that. I'm in Philly, right, right. so that might not work out for, for us, camera. But I, I, <laughs> okay. I mean, Chris, what are your thoughts on this? Let's, let's, like, let's evolve this to the next yeah. level idea. So I have a couple of thoughts on it. I have a couple of different tracks here. And, and the first track is like, okay, about this, this idea, you know, I'm, I'm not really an expert in this, this field. But what I would imagine is, like, I thought of TaskRabbit too. Okay, TaskRabbit does some things well, but there's probably some things that don't do well. I imagine, like, this kind of service being, like, you get a text or something. Like, you, you sign up and... You're like, I'm available these hours, but then you get a text like, hey, can you come by and work three hours or something? I, I don't know anybody that's really, you know, doing that in that way. So, so we could talk about, like, how to, how to, like, further refine that idea. But, you know, what, what I would do more with Cameron is, like, okay, let's back up a little bit. This is one idea. And it may have potential. You know, it may not. It's certainly worth exploring. But let's go back to where you started. You told us a little bit about yourself. Um, let, let's try to get you some more ideas. Like, maybe let's get, like, three or four ideas and – then we can compare them against one another like we, we were talking about earlier and see what is the best for you now. Because my thought about this one idea that you, that you have is it could be good, but it also seems like it requires like a fair amount of development. And like you're going to have to invest in some technology. And, and also it seems like it, it needs a certain scale to succeed. And so what I'm trying to help people do with side hustle is don't do things that necessarily have to scale to succeed. You know, like do something that can work in the next 30 days or I mean, that's the 27 days is kind of arbitrary. But the point is, do something in, in a short period of time. And so why not give yourself the best possible odds of success? And if this is like your long term vision, like your, your mission, you want to build this company, then that's great. But if you're just trying to figure out, OK, like what, you know, how can I kind of enter this world and embrace this world and maybe choose an idea that's, that's a little bit easier to get started? 
So Cameron, definitely call us back and let us know how this goes. I think you're at a good start, and I think you'd really like the book Side Hustle because there's a, there's a whole section in there about kind of this brainstorming of ideas. And as we talked about earlier in the show, I think this is one, another one of my favorite sayings from the Dalai Lama, but sometimes not getting what you want is an amazing stroke of luck, meaning that that, mm. that kind of uh, creates a dead end that forces you to do something even better. So Cameron, good luck to you. Thank you for giving us a call on Career talk. And hey, we're taking your calls all hour, 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. If you haven't heard, we're coming up on our 100th show on October 19th. Will there be lots of fun outtakes, Dion's best quiz answers, and they're all right in some universe. So, um, <laughs> so we'll be live at noon Eastern time taking your calls and certainly hearing about your favorite moments. So, Chris, the, the time has gone by so quickly. We didn't get to talk about so many things like burning down the furniture store and selling like a Girl Scout and all these other awesome concepts that are in your book, Side Hustle, From Idea to Income in 27 Days. So, so please let our listeners know how they can get more information about you. Uh, well, thank you. It's been a wonderful conversation and uh, would love to talk to some folks uh, further so the book is called Side Hustle, as you said. You're very kind. Um, it's available at any bookstore, online retailer. If you go to SideHustleSchool.com, you can get a free Five Steps to Hustle course. Um, you can also subscribe to my daily podcast, which is conveniently called Side Hustle School uh, in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, and I'm Chris Gillibo on social media, which no one can ever spell. But if you just type in something like Chris Gillibo, it will bring you to me. Yeah, you can go for it. G-U-I-L-L-E-B-E-A-U. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, we got. I, I have your book here, so I have to admit, I, I didn't memorize awesome. it. I was reading off oh, the book. That's great. I appreciate that. <laughs> hey, and don't forget, awesome. if you reach out on LinkedIn, always send a personalized message. Chris, this has been awesome. We've gotten so many great ideas. Best of luck with your new book. And thank you to all of our listeners and callers. You guys really make this show each week, and we love speaking with you. Michelle, Dion, you guys are so fun. Dion, we didn't get to, to have you answer the pre-break quiz this week but i was gonna answer right oh i had the right answer yeah well i figured this week you did i figured the the one week i didn't answer is the one week you had the right answer so hey you've been listening to career talk on sirius xm xm channel 11 111 (laughs) it's time to go clearly as i've lost my mind so hey if you want more great advice don on careers.com at dr don graham on twitter thank you to chris and michelle and dion and we will see you next time